This episode is brought to you by Kendall and Hyde, makers of leather satchels, boots, and belts built to last a lifetime. Two if you count the cows. Visit kendallhyde.com slash madcast and use the promo code madcast to receive 15% off your order. Welcome to the best debate in the universe, the only debate show where I argue both sides of an issue, and you decide which is more persuasive. I'm your host, Maddox. With me is Sean, the audio engineer. Hello, Maddox. And joining us again, deputy moderator, Raka Raka Ali. Hi. Welcome to the show. And also, today, joining us for the first time, very special guest, and I want to take a moment to introduce him, because he is the host of the first new show to join the Madcast Media Network. He's been hosting his show for years out of New York. He has over 25,000 weekly listeners and does live shows as well. It's called Pot Awful. It's my pleasure to welcome you to the Madcast Media Network, Jesse P.S. Pot Awful sucks. From Pot Awful. Up, welcome, yeah. welcome, welcome. Quit your jobs, everybody. Your government hates you. Uh, <laughs> live in a ditch. Well, welcome. Live in a ditch. <laughs> this, is, this is a little taste of Jesse P.S. And by the way, guys, uh, so Jesse, you've been doing this show for, for a long time out of New York. You're based out of New York. Yeah, super long time, like too long. Like people keep telling me you should quit. Yeah, but this is your full-time gig. This is what you do. This is what I do. It's weird, right? No, it's awesome. It's awesome is what it is. 25,000 yeah. weekly listeners. And yeah. I have... I think they all suck. You all, all your listeners, every single one of them. Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> well, surely... I want, I want all the people that listen to my show before Madcast to fucking quit. And uh, I only want Madcast people from now on. Fuck all the old listeners. You guys sucked ass. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's how we're starting off this show. That's how we're starting off this network. Fuck all the old listeners. We're only going with new ones from now on. You hear that, advertisers? I'm dumping listeners. We'll see all three of you next week. (laughs) Starting fresh. Starting fresh. So 25,000 previous listeners, zero now. Zero listeners. Yeah, let's start over. Rollback minutes, guys. So welcome. Welcome to the show. And I have another big announcement, guys. The last episode of this show, episode 11, went viral and reached over 115,000 people on Facebook alone. What? Jesus fucking oh, yeah. Christ. That's right. That's yeah. five, that, By the way, guys, that's five times more people than any episode of any other podcast I've ever done. We received wow. 18,000 downloads on the first day alone with the last episode, and we have a lot of new listeners to the show. So before we go on. Yeah, thanks, Rucka. Yeah, they, they, actually, <laughs> yeah, well, before we go on, I want to reintroduce Rucka to new fans and listeners, as well as listeners of Pot Awful, which are zero now. He's a good friend of mine, a satirist, a brilliant satirist. I wouldn't say good friends. I'd say he's, he's like a strong he's, acquaintance. We hang out. Yeah. <laughs> My best friend. Uh, Rucka and I are best friends, and I love him. Oh, these yeah. two. If there was a if there was a pre-show show, so you guys you guys Jesse could see boy. these two. Jesse, welcome to the family. And can I say kiss your financial problems goodbye? <laughs> daddy, Daddy Maddox. We're gonna be rolling in free t-shirt money. You, me, and Sean are gonna party, man, now that Maddox is uh starting a, a network. Oh, I'm so happy. I'm so happy I have two of you now. Mm. Two, mm. two of you badgering me. Right before, I couldn't do the ad read at the beginning of the show. I couldn't do anything. These guys are just badgering me with the fucking buzzers the entire time. So, moving on, guys. Uh, and, and, Rucka, we should talk about you. So, so, you're known for 
music parodies that you do, your song parodies, a lot of them have blown up on YouTube. But you've also started a new a new uh, type of video on your channel, right? Yeah, uh, so I got one of my uh, YouTube accounts. I'm, I'm now using for this sort of series, uh, kind of a reaction video kind of thing. What, what happened was I came under fire by some very prominent uh, video reactors on YouTube. They're like... You know how like you make videos where like you 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 write them, you sketch it out, you produce it, you edit it. You know how you do those videos, yeah. Maddox. Yeah. Well, all you, you what you could be doing instead is just watching other people's shit <laughs> and just call that content. So I realized I've been doing it wrong. So now like a few times a week, I just uh, watch other people's videos, or in some cases, I'm watching people react to one of my videos. And reacting to that. You're reacting to a reaction of your video. <laughs> yes, and very openly mailing it in. I am just rolling my <laughs> eyes throughout the thing. And the, and the response has been great. People are asking for more. So, guys, if I could sarcastically make a couple million bucks doing this shit, that would be really cool. I wouldn't have to hang out on fucking Madcast anymore, you know? <laughs> Rucka's looking for his out already. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, and, and by the way, guys, some of this may sound like it's kind of a put-on. But uh, off the air, sometimes I'll, I'll text Rock on. I say, hey, man, what you doing? What, what's going on? He goes, oh, I'm re- recording one of these reaction videos. And I'm like, well, how's, how's the audio? You got a new microphone? He goes, yeah, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the phoning it in is genuine on and off the air. I am the king of low effort, low budget. I have built a career on it, which is why most of my videos are just a series of pictures I found on Google Image. <laughs> that, that, is, that is true. All right. So moving on, guys, last week the news story was a California college-aged girl advertised for a roommate with one restriction, no white people. Yeah. The ad, who are you booing? I think I'm booing, I think I'm booing her. Careful. We don't, we don't know. <laughs> who, do you, who do you think I'm booing, Rucka? I, I'd like to think you're booing white people. Yeah. <laughs> just stick I with, stick with As that. As a white person, I hope you're not booing white people because I will leave right now. I'm done with Madcast. Yeah. <laughs> And and it's easy for for Jesse too. It's, it's just a click away. By the way, but, but Jesse, you just lost all your listeners. What are you gonna do? Fuck them. I don't care. Okay. You did it <laughs> once. You can do it again. Yeah. Hell yeah. Lose all the listeners. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. did. He did it. He did it. Already. He regains them by the minute. But anyway, guys, the ad said people of color only should apply. So the question I posed, and this this may have even pissed off a lot of people, but I said, is it discrimination, or should you be allowed to live with whoever you want? Well, I don't even know what we were arguing last week. Sean, it seemed like I, a theoretical argument. Listen, is it discrimination? The answer is yes. Yeah. The answer is yes. Is right. it allowed? Yes. Yeah. Because it's private housing. But is it? Yeah. Mm. You know, if <laughs> what if you have a restaurant? It's your private property, but you don't want Armenians to come in and okay. fucking spread their cologne around. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should just have our own podcast, Sean. Yeah, the Sean and Rucka Hour, yeah. where they discuss the finer points of debates because, that I've well, had and concluded. But you keep <laughs> fucking up the questions. You know, I didn't fuck up the question, Sean. Whether or not it's discrimination and whether or not it should be allowed, those are two distinct possibilities. And I, I'm sure, I know it, it is discrimination and it can be allowed. But the, the question— So are you, the, is listen, it a moral what? argument? Is it a moral argument? Yeah, it's an ethical. It's an okay, ethical argument. Fine. Yeah. What? Let me uh, give you a little bit of history because I know you never graduated college. <laughs> <laughs> there was a man named Lester Maddox. Real True story. Okay. Yes, and he, he did not want to let uh, the black folks into his Atlanta restaurant. And the Civil Rights Act said you must not discriminate. You got to let anyone in for a business. 
for a business. For, for a business. Yeah. And everyone goes, oh, that's that's great. Yeah, feels good. Feels good to force business people to let black people in because, right, racist, fuck racist. The Constitution doesn't protect them. Okay, fine. Now we're at a place where, okay, a landlord can't discriminate, but what if his tenant wants to discriminate when yeah. she's looking for a roommate? Well, it is discrimination. It's not discrimination. It is, but it should be allowed, but it should not be allowed. See these feel-good laws that people pass that aren't entirely um, constitutional? They end up biting everybody in the ass. Uh, so fewer laws from Rucka Rucka. That's what that's as, the. As a person of color, why would you want to live with someone who doesn't want to live with you because of the skin color? And like, as and as a racist, why would you want to move in with the race of people you hate? Exactly. Right. What are you gonna you gonna sneak in? It, the Odd Couple's a fun show, but it's a show. Yeah, you gotta yeah, fool them. I'll infiltrate. Yeah. Keep your enemies close. I'll infiltrate the blackies, yes. and then I'll act like a racist. There Whoa. would be no sitcoms without Odd Couples. But guys, Sean. Last week made a prediction. Okay, I did. Yeah, you did. Uh, because I'm gonna tell, I'm gonna read the vote now. Sean predicted that the difference in the vote before and after would only be about two percent. Yeah. Well, I got a surprise I'll, for I'll, you, buddy. I'll bet you I'm right. Yeah. Well, before the debate, the vote was 66 percent in favor of discrimination. They said it is discrimination, and then after listening to the debate, 63 percent, three percent. You're off, idiot. Yeah. What a moron. So. Oh. Such You're a off poor by one percent. What a Just dumb! Just to show you, Italian people are stupid. <laughs> yeah, I like this guy. Uh, that's a spicy meatball. Mm. Yeah, um, uh, well but, done, well done, Matt. But also, <laughs> also last week, Sean, I I did a new. I'm doing a new thing on the show mm-hmm. because a lot of people think they know what my opinion is before the debate. I don't right? think you know what your opinion. I know is. what my fucking opinion is, Sean, and you're going to prove it right now because I handed Sean a sealed envelope. Last week, with my opinion inside it. Yeah. And Sean's going to open it up on the air right now and read it to you out loud. I like, I the, like. Great, the great Sean Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's great that you wrote classified on that envelope. Yeah. yeah. Make sure nobody. <laughs> okay, here we go. Here. All right, Sean's opening the envelope. It's sealed. No one's seen this. And Sean, I want you to read everything everything on the, on the letter. What does it say? Okay, it's written in crayon. No. <laughs> As- <laughs> it says, he put it inside. This is hilarious. Is it? Hold sealed. on. Why Why is the phone bill on the other side of that paper? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. It's just an eviction notice. <laughs> it says, sealed envelope for Sean's eyes only. Uh-huh. Sean's so, eyes only. Yeah, I like how this sealed envelope warning is on the inside of the envelope. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Just read the fucking envelope, Sean. You, didn't, even... you didn't think of that, did you? <laughs> no, because only you have it, Sean. I trusted you with it. Okay. Uh, discrimination. It's absolutely 100% discrimination. Total bullshit. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Here's the uh the Maddox philosophy here. It's mm-hmm. in it's in Italics. Yeah. So that's how I know. Yeah. We should judge someone by the content of their character, not by the color of their skin. Uh, and the quote is Maddox. Yeah, I, I said that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dr. That Maddox a- Luther King. <laughs> Maddox Luther King. There's a street named yeah. after me in every city. Yeah. Yeah. I think it is absolutely discrimination. It's horseshit. And yeah, okay, in this instance, in some instances, it should be allowed. But I don't know, man. Uh, so I read the law about the equal housing law last week. Mm-hmm. And it said that landlords cannot discriminate right. with their tenants. It's it's like hiring almost. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, 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 essentially, it does come down to the great argument I made, which is if you don't want to live with a pot smoker, Jesse— if you don't want <laughs> no, I just look like this. Thank you very much. Never <laughs> smoked weed in my life. I got to put that out. Is that true? Is that true? true? 
Yeah, it's true. I've never done a drug. I don't even drink alcohol. Oh my god! Just, well, uh, Jesse, uh, we, we are we are going to change that once you, me, and Sean have a madcast party. Yeah, once you see Woo. the once you see the listenership, you're going to drink. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're going to have to to forget them. Um, no, Jesse, that's that's interesting because I look at Je- Jesse has. For those of you who can't see, I'll, I'll post uh, the a link to Jesse's website and uh, maybe a picture if you want, Jesse. But Jesse has kind of like long hair. It looks looks like a like I don't know what a rocker, I guess. No, I look like a uh, if uh, if we're judging by YouTube comments from thirteen year olds. Yes, uh, then which we I, are. Is there like, any other kind? <laughs> yeah, I look like a bitch made pussy. <laughs> but, but, uh, oh, did I get a ding on that? You did get a ding on that. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, so we'll post that on the website. Don't forget to check it out. But uh, moving on, I have some voicemail. Listen to this, guys. I got a bunch. I think this one's for for you, Sean. I'm not sure. Wonderful. Hello, Sean. It's me, Mario. <laughs> I heard that you want to have a slice of the pizza. <laughs> Mamma mia. Nothing makes the pizza taste better than being high as fuck. <laughs> you love weed, and I love mushrooms. How about you come over here to the kingdom? We both get high and I'll let you fuck my girlfriend, Peach. <laughs> Let's go. Hey, what do you say, Sean? That's an invitation. Yeah, I'm in. To the Mushroom Kingdom. <laughs> I'm in. I'm going to fuck somebody made out of 8-bit. Yeah. Hell wow. yeah. No I want to fuck 16. Birdo. Yeah, Bur- so Birdo, here's a theory. Here's a fan theory. Birdo gives great blowjobs. Yeah. Huh? Think about it. Look at the picture. According to um, the the instruction manual for Super Mario Brothers Two, Birdo is a transvestite. Oh right, yeah, Birdo ha- doesn't have gender. So that we had a doesn't it a, have a bow. Yeah, yeah, well, like a bow. In its yeah, hair? but it doesn't really specify the gender, right? Oh. That's a true thing, right? You can be any gender and wear a bow, Sean. Jesus, you fucking <laughs> shit lord. <laughs> that's Calling true. you out, Sean. I know. I know. Wow. That's a yeah. That's a that's a long drop from New York. All right, <laughs> here's I'm moving on. Here's another call. I think this one's also for Sean. I'm not sure. Okay. Hey, it's me, Giovanni. <laughs> I'm studying at the National University of Singapore, and I am Sean's cousin. There isn't any good pizza down here. My roommates never want to try my spaghetti because they're all Asians. I wish I could have said only white roommates because the only person who eats my spaghetti is the fat American who lives on the fourth floor. Bye-bye. These, these fans are doing the equivalent of wearing the same outfit. <laughs> they, re- they really should talk. No, you know what, Sean? You just have a lot of cousins. You come from a big Italian family. I assume these are all just your cousins. And, you, and this oh, one's, yeah. Wait, that was Italian? I thought he just had a palsy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Nope, um, not just palsy. <laughs> here's, here's one. Calling in about the show itself, about the premise of the show. Listen to this guy. I've, I've received a, f- a couple of comments like this, and I want to address it. Hey, Matt. I wanted to call and congratulate you. Your new show doesn't make any fucking sense. True. If you make equally compelling arguments, no one's opinion should be changing. Go back to school and finish your fucking degree with the roommate of your choosing, you moron. Okay. I'm a double XL, and my wife will take a yeah. fall. Yeah, I bet. Right. More like a tw- I bet. I bet like a four. A 4X, easily. All right, well, send him both. No, you know what? I'm going to send him nothing except snark and hate. Because nobody's opinion is changing. No, that's not true, Sean. Here's the thing. The premise no, of the show- No, didn't you say if you were doing your job, nobody's opinion would change? Because it's equally compelling. Because it's equally compelling. That's what he says, right? So, let's follow that logical line of reasoning. Okay. Okay. Now, if I do an equally good job arguing both sides of the debate, right, 
And then we see that there's a difference in the percentage. It's not 50%, right? Yeah. So what does that tell us? Well, but you don't know you don't know listenership. They may not be 50-50 to begin with. Well, I can check that. I can check that actually in these statistics. Okay, follow the follow the logic. I know this is really hard for all the listeners, all the slow listeners out there, especially that caller, maybe Sean, I don't know. So if, oh, if we if we see if we see a difference in these statistics after listening to the debate, sure. That tells us something about the listener, doesn't it? It tells us that even though I made a persuasive argument for both sides, mm-hmm. that the listener has a bias. That's right. You're learning about yourselves. Raka, you want to take this? I don't even know what you said, man. <laughs> now let's hear the other side of the debate. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not going to hear that, but you know what you will hear? That caller was. Yeah, the douchebag of the week. Fuck that guy. And you know, like, change, change is hard, guys. Like, new things are hard to, uh, hard to get used to, but after a while it becomes becomes addictive yeah like uh like indian food listen to this call mm. hey maddox um this is autumn bismarck i've just uh, <laughs> been working on my accent a bit um i'm calling about the girl who posted the ad about not wanting to live with white people when i was in college um well i'm not i don't hate indian people but i just can't still stand the smell of indian food so whenever i interviewed a roommate mm. or interviewed to live someplace and they were yeah, indian nice. i was Thin just line. more likely to turn them down that just kind of makes it feel to me like this girl is being overly antagonistic and uh, she doesn't need to like put out there that she doesn't want to live with white people. She's she doing it for attention. Yeah, it's attention. What she's kind of doing here is saying, not only do I not want to live with white people, I don't want to interact with them at all. So, uh, yeah, that's just my two cents. Uh, size medium. Okay. Uh, okay. Got it. No. Wrote that down. All right. No, we're to erase it. Scribble I it used, out. I use Maddox's crayons. I got a list. Oh. <laughs> you don't I'm also crayons. writing that down. Just don't, write, don't write that down. There's nothing to write down. Anyway, guys, what do you think of that? What do you think of that? So, okay. So he says, I think he's 100 percent right. Yeah. He doesn't. He doesn't hate Indian people, but he knows that a lot of Indian people eat Indian food, which is very pungent, right? Wouldn't you say? Yeah. Yeah, it's very pungent. There's a lot of strong odors associated. A lot of so Asians. It, a lot of Asians cook with fish and stuff, and that's an overwhelming smell too. Yeah, that's true. I had an Asian roommate one time, uh, straight from Vietnam, and oh, she yeah. cooked a lot of fish, and it was just like the whole house reeked like it. Oh, sure. I don't. I don't mind. I'm used to it. I, I like. I like the smell. Well, your people survived on nothing but fish for millennia. <laughs> yeah, in the in the desert from. <laughs> Do you think we're Jews now? Is that what? It's- I, I, who, you know, who can tell? I've never seen Armenians and Jews in the same place at the same time. <laughs> I deny both of their holocausts. Uh, <laughs> First impressions, everybody. Uh, uh, there's a little taste of what you're in store for with pot awful. Mm. <laughs> the name is accurate. That's true. Here's another one. Hey, so I'm, I'm kind of pissed that this dude kept trying to give Sean shit for, you know, daring to make fun of these kids and their safe spaces. Listen, guys, I, I, I've been dealing with mental illness my whole life. That means a lot of therapy, a lot of medication. And this whole safe space and trigger thing, it's actually a legitimate thing. You hear about plenty. It, it, it's not a bad thing in itself. You know, a safe place is like a, it's a group or a therapy session or something you can go to where you can talk about shit where you don't feel judged. But no, he's, he's right. It's a tool. Right. It's for working through your problems. It's not a crutch to avoid dealing with them. That's right. You know, yeah. these, these kids are taking these ideas of safe spaces and trigger warnings and they're using them or, you know, dare I say, appropriating them. For the to public. To justify mm-hmm. their own avoidance of their problems. Yes. You know, I, I hope I'm not 
totally overstepping my bounds, but Sean, you talked about your addiction issues on this show, and I've known a ton of people in recovery, and triggers are a pretty common term they use when talking about their temptation to use. Sure. And the thing is, that responsibility falls on you to avoid those things. You don't force everyone else to change their way of doing things in order to satisfy you and your own needs. This guy sounds like me. And the thing yeah. is, you understand that. It's yours. And the also the other idea of avoiding these triggers is you get better at it over time. You know, you don't avoid them forever. If you've got that problem, go see a mental health professional or go to a real support group that has experienced people working it. Bravo. 100% I really agree. Like, yeah, I, I really like that call. What do, you, what do you say to that, Sean? Specifically, I wanted to ask you because he said that it's your job to avoid putting yourself in those situations. To if you don't those... feel like you can handle it. Yeah, yeah. It's, the responsibility is on you yeah. not to change society, not to tell somebody else like, oh, don't, don't drink around me. Yeah, it's really, like, yeah. It's the, it's the uh, you told the story a while back about the, uh, about the pain in the ass vegetarian who wanted to change the right. entire group's uh, reservations mm-hmm. because they didn't have vegetarian food that she wanted. And it's like, you know what? Don't go. Don't go. Stay don't go. home. If you don't feel like you can handle being around things that might trigger you, then avoid that situation. But you're going to have to live in the real world sooner or later. Yeah, don't expect— So you better, get, you better get some tools. You better sharpen your tools and figure out how to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. Sean himself gets super triggered all the time, so I don't know why anybody, like, is offended by him saying that. Get pissed at me because nothing seems to bother me. No. Rock has, like, uh, like oil to the world's water. all right i got one last (laughs) thank you thank you very apt analogy i got one last voicemail this is so last week i i had the caller call in i dubbed him tourette's russian oh right and i i had another voicemail from him that i didn't get to play here he's very uh he's very harsh yeah he's very harsh i i would say jesse i want to get your opinion after this this voicemail see what you think of this guy but uh i've dubbed him tourette's russian and let me see if you guys think that the nickname is accurate Hello, okay. Maddox. I called one last time because last podcast I finished listening and was fucking bullshit. <laughs> um, you need you need provide better material. Um, maybe fucking not be faggot. Uh, <laughs> please be better next time. Um, I come from Novosibirsk and I I come here and listen to shit podcast. I'm a fucking Russia have better podcasts than this bullshit. You have fucking Sean, fucking piece of shit on. Um, it's fuck bullshit. Motherfuck, fuck you, fucking ass, bullshit, fuck ass. Um, and the same to you, your my son. Your fucking motherfucking suck balls on me. Fucking oh, bullshit ass face. Fuck <laughs> shit, fuck face. <laughs> is that all me? <laughs> I don't even know. It was just a string of like 30 seconds of just expletives. I didn't hear any other name. Oh, yeah. he's he, Well, I don't even know who he's addressing at that point. I think it was me. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll admit it. I'll admit it. That was me. <laughs> if that was you, that's a hell of a Russian accent. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, I gotta agree. Yeah, just stop being such a faggot all the time, like he said. I mean, hey, hey, hey! You better use a Russian accent when you use such homophobic yeah, language. You can it's only true. be homophobic if you're from another country yes. or era. That's if a you're from, if, word for us. yeah, if you're yeah. from a country that actually persecutes gays, you know that's cool. I am, it's expected. I am. Yeah. I'm from uh, Uzbekistan. I promise. Oh, that's that's uh-huh. fair then. Okay. Um, um, so yeah, I. I think uh, I think that guy um, did miss one point though, and that's that you don't have to come to America to listen to America's podcasts. <laughs> oh, they're, they're behind. They're just getting early '80s technology there. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Shitting on Russia. What are you gonna do about it, Russia? Huh? They He's just listening to Betamax. 
Yeah. <laughs> they just discovered flock of seagulls. Guys, don't piss them off. Oh, what are yeah. they going to do? Take over Ukraine? <laughs> I don't know. Armenia's looking pretty uh, inviting these days. No, Armenia's just mm. fine. Okay, leave Armenia alone. Armenia's okay. They Armenia's fine. They did it once. No, no, they didn't. No, they no, didn't. They didn't. Armenia's never been taken over. I think it's time for some Armenian history. No, no, we're not Play doing that. Play the intro. Play no. the Armenian minute intro. <laughs> no, no, Armenian minute. Oh, oh, Sean. <laughs> here, the, here. God, I wish I had that. That awful sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm turning your fucking show into the Armenian minute, pot awful. Or Yeah, I would love to give a history lesson on Armenia. Yeah, well, you'd have to learn some history first, buddy. All right, here's true. I don't know. <laughs> you know that Armenia's national fruit is the apricot. Yeah, I, well, no, actually, I didn't, but I would believe it because uh-huh. my dad, my dad, uh, I grew up on an orchard, and they, uh, like, <laughs> they like pomegranates too. <laughs> yeah, pomegranates are delicious. Yeah. You grew up on an orchard. Well, <laughs> I had an, or- a I had Mormon an orchard. Mormon orchard. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know, <we're- laughs> let's, move, let's move on, guys. This is getting too top heavy. All right. Tired of this shit. Let's, uh, let's tired of busting on Armenians. You would not have a faucet. You would not have a faucet that has hot and cold with one with one knob if it weren't for Armenians. An Armenian invented that. Fuck you. Is that right? That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's correct. Yes, and we will never stop thanking him for that. Right. All right, guys. Moving on. Uh, I have one last one last clip I want to play. This is this is a new segment. I don't know if I'll do this uh, ongoing, but I have a hero of the month. I'd like to play. I'd like to play this clip. And this hero of the month comes from, all the way from Jesse's hometown of New York. Her name is Deanna Carter. And she is a hero because she called out some dude for rubbing his ding-dong on the train, on the subway. Oh, I love this woman. That happens like three times a day to most people in New York. Uh, I love this woman. Yeah, so Jesse, did you have you had her on your show, or have you? Have- I would love to if we can find guys. Let's do a search. Somebody find her. I would love to interview this woman. She's great. Let's do it. We'll have her on the show. Here's the clip where she's calling out the guy. Get fucked up on this train. You want to do that freaky shit? You do that shit off the motherfucking train. <laughs> do it again, and I'm getting up out this chair, and I'm gonna bust your fucking ass on this train. I believe her. You understand yeah. each other? Do we fucking understand each other? Do some freaky shit again, and I'ma get up out this chair, and I'ma bust your ass. You wanna rub your dick, bitch? You rub your dick when you get off the motherfucking train. Do we fucking understand each other? I'm in one of those moods. I will fuck you up on the train. Mom. You hear me? <laughs> yeah, mom? I can't hear you. Do you fucking hear me? I'm the Better infant next in the time background. You get the fuck up. You hear me? I can't hear you. Say I understand you, miss. <laughs> All right, like now. We gotta understand. She's like a drill instructor. Now, I've got your fucking picture on here. Like I said, I don't give a fuck if this ain't your stuff. You get off this train with that freaky shit. Get up. Get the fuck up. Get the fuck off this train. <laughs> People are staring at this point, too. With your fucking crazy ass. Get the fuck off the train. <laughs> Sitting here rubbing on your penis. Are you serious? <laughs> Get the fuck off. Fuck, beat the shit out of you. <laughs> and the guy looks so scared at you this point. You got the right one, honey, because I'm a crazy bitch. Please believe me. I believe you. Yeah, we believe you. Get the you. fuck off the train. <laughs> Are Guys, we are we still was, uh, we still talking about the girl from last week who wants uh, <laughs> colored roommates only? <laughs> that, yeah, she wants to produce a, an environment that's safe and welcoming, yeah. so only only people of color. But yeah, that was uh, that's the first ever on the best debate in the universe hero of the week, 
Bravo to Deanna Carter, and we'll try to track her down. And uh, I speak on behalf of everyone when I say, till you said this person is, is from Jesse's hometown, I assumed you were going to announce yourself as Hero of the Week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Hero of the Century, of the Millennia. Of, What's of a the millenn- Millennials. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, what a like title. King of the blind. Like, you're the one-eyed guy leading the blind. You're King of the Millennials. Yeah. <laughs> king of Kings, buddy. All right. Let's uh, let's move on, though, guys. Uh, we should get to the story of the week. Coming up at the end of the show, I've got some quick headlines, but joining us again this week is Deputy Moderator, Rucka Rucka, and let's hear his buzzer. And very special guest, Jesse Piaz. Let's hear yours. I love you. Okay, there's, there's, Jesse's, there's Jesse's buzzer. Uh, if you guys hear anything I say that is a contradiction, something you disagree with, if I screw up, if I misstate a fact, go ahead and buzz me. You won't, you won't need to, though. As I have, I yet- love you. <laughs> what, what, Jesse? Uh, sorry, itchy trigger finger. Yeah. Okay. Well, that get put that away because you won't need it. I've never made a mistake on the show. I or love I'm- you. No, <laughs> wrong. <laughs> there you go. Here, I, you know, I got a buzzer too, asshole. All right, let's, let's move on to the to the story of the week, guys. Recently, the New York branch of the Improv and Comedy Theater Upright Citizens Brigade banned a comedian named Aaron Glasser. Is it Glasser or Glazer? Glasser, Gla- I think. Glazer? Glazer. Okay, Aaron Glazer. probably. Yeah. Glad you prepared is. for the uh, podcast, man. <laughs> well, there's no, there's no pronunciation guide to some guy's name on, in like, a news article. Just Rucka. ask Alexa. Alexa has pronunciation. Get out of here. All right. Oh, <laughs> Get back to the story. Yeah, back to the story. Here we go. There's Rucka. Aaron Glazer. Uh, he was banned from the Upright Citizens Brigade in New York because he was accused by several women of rape. Many notable comedians have weighed in on the decision, but one in particular is comedian Kurt Metzger, who also happened to be a writer for the Amy Schumer show, the uh, Inside Amy Schumer. This is from NBC News. Kurt made some sarcastic comments on Facebook about the ordeal, saying that the only evidence he needs is that the accusation was made. He said, and this is a direct quote, I know because women said it, and that's all I need. Never you mind who they are. And then he sarcastically argued that the alleged rape victims are afraid to report the assault to police. Of course, he's being sarcastic. Guys, there's been a huge backlash against Kurt Metzger, calling him a rape apologist. Amy Schumer even tweeted, said, I am so saddened and disappointed in Kurt Metzger. He is my friend and a great writer, and I couldn't be more against his recent actions. Metzger said in a Facebook post that Schumer only distanced herself from him specifically because he told her to. So that, uh, that adds a, another layer of this uh. complexity. But anyway, the, at the heart of this controversy is, should rape victims always go to the police, or is it pointless? Guys, this is your chance to vote before the debate on the website, madcastmedia.com. Oh. Maddox. But that is the debate this week. So last week, we had on an issue about race, and we had four white guys in the room debating it. This week, an issue about rape, and we have four white guys again discussing it. No no women. I am gender fluid, so I feel as though I can speak for the women on this issue. Thank hey, you. Okay, there yeah. we go. Well, at least we got one. Thank you, Jesse. All right. I'm going to argue first that it's pointless to go to the police. Uh, because according to Rain, you, you guys are familiar with Rain. No, the it's the rape, it's the anti-rape abuse and incest network. It's the largest in the oh, United my favorite States. channel on uh, basic cable. <laughs> <laughs> According to Rain, out of every one thousand rapes, only three hundred and forty-four are reported to police. Sixty-three reports lead to arrests. Thirteen of those cases are referred to prosecutors, and only seven will lead to a felony conviction. And six rapists will be incarcerated. 
Mm. I love you. What, Jesse? All right. So this statistic yeah. is fucking bullshit. Why? Why do you say that? Because Maddox is arguing it. Well, <laughs> no, 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 Sean. I know. I get where you're coming from with that, but no. Hear me out. Yeah. Uh, one, how could you know how many rapes are not reported? (laughs) If they're not reported, you can't have that number. And that's what the entire stat is based on. That's the first part of the stat. Well, okay. So, uh, Jesse PS, I'm going to go out on a limb and assume you weren't uh, a math guy in college, right? Uh, nope. No. (laughs) So, so. You're, I wasn't a college guy in college either. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's that's fair. Um, but there are there are statistical methods that people use to extrapolate information about uh, about data sets, even though they don't have all the data sets in between the points. Excuse me, all the points in between two two uh, two points. So you can you can you can infer what the number would be based on uh, you know statistical averages. It's not going to be exact, but I'm, I wouldn't throw this this number out completely. Okay, well, then moving on to point two of why that stat is bullshit. Okay. Uh, it's only counting the uh, the rapes that go, there's a, con- it's the conviction rate, right? That's the right. conviction rate, Correct. right? Yes. Uh, so that's not counting all the ones that, that's, that's assuming that everyone who was accused should have been accused to begin with were guilty. Uh, the assumption there is that, is that, more people should have been found guilty. But what if that's not the case? We don't know. So you're saying that we can only infer so much on this based on this number because we don't have that conviction. So it's it's kind of presuming guilt, right? Presuming guilt. It's presuming guilt. Well, I think that's that goes for society. It, every time you hear about a sports figure, and those guys, believe me, they get extorted a lot where they, they may or may not have done certain things, but, you know, you can be falsely accused. Um, yeah, I think he's right. Not all of those are actual rape, and I think your argument is a little bit, well, where there's smoke, there's fire. Yeah, that is that is a little bit of this case, because especially with this guy, uh, Glazer, uh, it's been multiple women who've come forward. So with every, I think with every person who comes forward with an accusation against someone, that in, that decreases the likelihood that it is fake or punitive yeah i agree it's like bill cosby or it's like you know it's like if you get if you get one dui in a driving city like los angeles right look everybody's been guilty of bad judgment right you know it's probably most people out here who drink have probably gotten in a car when they shouldn't have and they got they got a dui no if you get two duis that means you're doing it all the time. Yeah. You are habitually driving drunk because it's it's like, I think I've used this before, but it's like, oh, I had sex twice and I have two kids. Okay. You know, it's like, really? Yeah, exactly. Where there's smoke, there's fire usually. Um, But but uh, Jesse, back to your point about the, the statistic. So just for comparison, I have here the same statistics, the same uh, analytical methods they used for robberies. So for comparison, out of 1,000 robberies, 618 are reported to police, 167 lead to arrests, and only 20 will be incarcerated. That's actually pretty low, too, for robberies yeah. out of 1,000. Doesn't that make the percentage, like, almost the same? <laughs> no, it's it's actually, so it's 7 to 20. So it's about uh, it's about three times higher. Just, okay. a, just about three times higher. All right, yeah. still not great, though. I, I mean, here's the thing. you uh, Your bike is stolen. The likelihood of them finding it isn't high, but do you report that your bike was stolen? Well, so that's that's an important question. So I'm arguing that it's pointless to report to the to the police. I have stopped, guys. I have stopped calling the police for anything, hmm. for fucking anything. And let me tell you guys a story. I was going to do a video about this. I don't know if I will uh, because I, I I just don't have time these days. But I saw someone on my street 
climbing the fence into a house, right, to rob the house. Mm-hmm. He looked like a homeless dude who was just climbing the fence. So I thought, oh, okay, well, this is, this is a crime. I'm going to call the police. I dialed the police number. I have it saved on my phone. I dialed the police number. And it, it, the Los Angeles Police Department is so inept with their phone lines. It, it takes me to this, like, teletype screeching noise in the phone mm-hmm. that you can't hear. So teletype, for people who don't know, is, is for deaf people. So when deaf people call, they have their deaf relay devices and deaf relay centers that can, that can translate for them, right? This is the, the main line for the LAPD. So I'm sitting there waiting on hold for, like, two minutes, and I, I hung up and I, got, I, I dialed 911 because I thought, this is a crime in progress. I can see the guy. He's in the house. He broke into this place. Mm-hmm. I called 911, and they said, what's the emergency? I said, well, there's a crime in progress. I'm looking at the, the, the guy robbing a house right now. They said, okay, well, you should call the police. And I said, okay. And they transferred me back to that LAPD line. Then I waited on hold. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make you guys guess. How many minutes did I wait on hold to, to talk to a police officer? A thousand. One. Okay. Oh, no. wrong. You're, both, you're both wrong. Any, any, serious, any serious takes? Um, 18 Four- minutes. I higher than eighteen. You said uh, fourteen, Jesse. Yep. Okay, Rucka. I'll go sixteen. Sixteen. Try fifty-two. No. Fifty-two oh, fucking minutes. I waited on the phone. I finally hung Wasn't up. He, was he gone? Yeah, I, I called back, and the guy. So I finally get a, get a hold of him. He goes, "Oh yeah, I'm the only guy at the office today." I said, "Okay, well, uh, I I was gonna call and report something." He goes, "What's what's uh, what are you reporting?" I said, "There's there was a crime in progress an hour ago." He said, "Well, why didn't you call nine one one?" I was so fucking furious. I start. I, I told the cop, I'm like, hey, shithead. Yeah, I called 911, and you assholes transferred me to LAPD, and I sat here on the phone for an hour. Finally, the cops show up three hours later, right? And I, I, was, I was on the phone with the guy, and I told him, I'm like, yeah, I just saw the guy jump into the house, steal some stuff, jump back over the fence with a brown paper bag and a flashlight. And he was going through his, his loot, right, that he just stole, and then he rode his bike off. And then you know what the cops told me? Well, there's nothing we can do about that anyway because we don't know that the owner didn't let him in. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So what you're saying is you can't get a hold of the police because their phone lines are clogged with uh, cries of rape. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Rucka. That's exactly not according to these statistics. But yeah, guys, um, Jesse, back to your point. Like if someone steals my bike, no, I don't go to the police anymore. They don't even give you a case number. And I think there's a a reason for that is because LAPD and and many other police municipalities may be doing this. If they don't give you a case number, there was no crime. And if there was no crime, it artificially deflates the amount of crime in the city, and then it looks it makes them look better. Right, they solve more crime. They solve more crime, and or they've reduced it, and then they get more funding the next year. They say, hey, you see this funding is helping, it's working out, give us more money. Look, I'm no fan of law enforcement of any stripe. I've been arrested, investigated by the Secret Service, uh... I was thrown into a, 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 a windowless room for six hours and not told why. <laughs> um, was not allowed to leave. This is all true, by the way. Um, but I would still, if something bad was happening that is against the law, I would still, my reaction would be, call the cops because, hey, maybe they will do something about it. They're as the only ones who really can. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah well... I mean, I, I'm at the point now where unless I absolutely have to, I won't call the cops. I've called the cops on my crazy neighbor. You remember, you remember this lady? I will hurt you. Yeah, my, my crazy neighbor who's, who's running around throwing bottles at my, my, uh, my neighbor's walking dogs. I've called the cops on her numerous times. They don't do jack shit. 
I was actually on the phone with Maddox while that was happening. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was listening to that woman. That is real, folks. Yeah, that's that is true. A crazy person. I almost forgot. I was on the phone with Jesse when that happened. And I said, hey, can you hang on a second? My neighbor's losing her fucking mind again. And I, yeah. I went outside to record that. But uh, yeah, this is not your street. Yeah, go the back Russian, in your house. The Russian game. Maybe that was the Russian caller. Could be. Tourette's Russian. Um. Anyway, guys, I know it's not an apples to apples comparison with robberies and rape because it's much harder to prove rape charges than robberies because rape is, is is a far more complicated crime and situation. Right now, all the burglars are realizing they could have gotten sex out of it. Too. Yeah. <laughs> what are you What What are you talking about? Oh, if they okay. That's that's a joke. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's a joke. Guys, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> Guys, uh, roughly two out of three sexual assaults go unreported, according to Rain. But here's the thing about the statistic. Rain only reports female cases for mm-hmm. most of their statistics. Shocking they only report the female. I, you know, they don't, they don't count male rape uh, ever. Yeah, it's, it's it's kind of presumed. I actually read a study about this a while back. When they do interview people for sexual abuse and sexual assault crimes, it's kind of done from the perspective of a female victim and a male perpetrator, almost always. Uh, but they do they do have some statistics here for, for males. In the military, 43% of female victims and only 10% of male victims report sexual assault. But they do, do, they do check male victims in the military. Hmm. Yeah. What I don't like about perpetuating the idea of not going to the cops about this is it it keeps going the myth that the United States lives in a rape culture, which is preposterous, uh, especially when you compare us to most of the rest of the world. That that's that's an insane idea that we live in this rape culture. And on top of that, the people that cry rape culture are oftentimes the people that will celebrate the idea that the man will get his just desserts in prison by being raped. Uh, by fellow yeah. inmates. Yeah. I think uh, people who say we live in a rape culture, they're not even talking about like penis, vagina rape. They're talking about like the power structure and the way mm. men look at women and the way pornography portrays women is rape culture. I yeah. wish that's what they were talking about, Rucka, but the the problem is, uh, you know, there there's that myth that, uh, you know, there's one in four rapes on college campuses and things like that. We What we live in isn't a rape culture. It's a rape myth culture there's too many bad stats around this one subject and that leads me to be less trusting of the ones that might actually be good okay well there is some truth to what you're saying uh jesse but i do want to point out this is something really interesting i don't think you guys will see this coming but there is a very powerful voice against the concept of a rape culture Mm -hmm. and that voice is an advocacy group Mm -hmm. it's actually rain the same organization I'm getting all these statistics from, they are against the concept and phrase rape culture. And I'll tell you specifically why. Okay. Because when you start to blame a culture for rape, it takes the onus away from yes. the rapist and puts it on society. That's right. Personal responsibility. Person, it, ta- it takes away responsibility from the person committing the crime and then, and then shifts it onto an amorphous, ambiguous culture and that then becomes much more difficult to try to solve. Look, yeah. it's solving an individual rapist or rape case is, you know, if you if you do it successfully, you're putting that person in jail. Mm-hmm. But trying to address this, this first of all, to, tr- to even prove 
that it is culture that is that is that is encouraging and allowing rape to exist. It gets which, more abstract. Yeah, it becomes more abstract. You're taking a specific problem and making it ambiguous and much more difficult to solve. And then you're you're also turning the rapist into a victim. Yeah. You were then suddenly saying to, to the rapist that yeah, yeah, you know what? It's not your fault, poor baby. You you grew up in this rape culture. We're all victims. It's what Okay, <laughs> just just to be clear, we're on the side that it's pointless to go to the cops yes. because A, it doesn't fucking work to go to the cops. Right. And B, because they barely get convictions anyway. Because they barely get it convictions barely anyway. Well, I brought in, this is kind of interesting. This There's some reasons that people don't, who you know, uh, sexual assault victims do not go to the police. Um, uh, this is according to Rain. It says, of the sexual violence crimes not reported to the police from 2005 to 2010, the victims gave the following reasons for not reporting. 20% for fear of retaliation. Uh-huh. Okay, that's, that's a legitimate concern. I think that if 20% of these victims, you could potentially get 20% more incarcerations. If they weren't so afraid for their lives or, or professional careers or whatever way that these people might retaliate. Well, women are afraid just to leave their husbands yeah. with the kids or whatever. Abusive for, husbands. Yeah, for yeah. fear of retaliation. 13% believe that the police would not do anything to help. Guys, yeah. that's, the, that's the second highest. It's actually tied with the other reason. It says 13% also believed that it was a personal matter. So mm. if the second highest cause of not going to the police is the belief that the police won't help then isn't that sort of circular yeah it it is a self it's a self-perpetuating cycle it's a it's a vicious cycle but uh eight percent reported to a different official non-police so they may have gone to a supervisor or mm. or uh, you know an administrator what happened in this case the the girls went to ucb the upright citizens brigade instead of going to the cops and it's being handled internally uh, yeah. Which is nonsense. I'm sorry, but you know, let's say, let's say I, I did have my bike stolen. I would never go to the Upright Citizens Brigade <laughs> to solve that problem. You can't herald your way out of this. Uh, is that really? They went. They didn't go to the police. They went to UCB. They told some 23 year old chick working at the desk at UCB what yeah. happened. Yeah, I, yes. I think I, as far as I know, I've read all the news reports and I haven't seen any kind of police reports or official. What, what do they want, Matt Besser to go fucking stop this guy? <laughs> well, you know the comedy. The comedy scene is self policing. Well, it's we become. It's yeah. It, well, it's what become, they're going to do is they're they're going to note Aaron's uh, space work until he realizes that he's not supposed to rape anymore. They're going to put. <laughs> they're going to make his space work only bars in jail. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the thing about so. Uh, full disclosure, both Jesse and I, and actually Rucka too, we all have UCB experience, Upright Citizens Brigade. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rucka and I in Los Angeles and Jesse in New York. And yes. there is, you know, I, I have my my ear kind of close to the ground. And I, I do I've know, heard rumors. Yeah, I do know that there are a lot of considerations, especially for the theater, because the theater is a business. And they cannot, they cannot publicly take a stance for or against any kind of allegations because if it's true— well, if it's not true, then they are on the hook for defamation. But they took a stance. They banned him. They That's did. taking a stance. Yeah, they did. They did ban him, but they have not publicly made any. Maybe they're just trying to distance themselves from any from any controversy. Well, they that, shouldn't. Have, they shouldn't. The problem with with going to a private business instead of the police in general is UCB has one thing they got to worry about from here on out, and it's to make sure that people forget UCB is involved with this to look like the good guys in the end. So, of course, they're going to ban the guy because you can't have girls going, well, this is unsafe space. 
But what happens if it turns out he didn't do it? Then they're going to look bad. So what they're doing now is they're backpedaling. They're they're acting as though they never released any sort of statement on this at all. But it was leaked on Facebook that through internal uh, uh, hidden Facebook groups and things, screenshots were leaked where they did basically say, yeah, we're banning this guy because enough women told us that he's uh, a rapist that we believe it. I, I mean, in so many words. Yeah. Well, what about what about this consideration? Okay. Let's say it's your theater or your business, and you have an employee or someone who who who's at the who's at your business, your place of business a lot, and multiple people have come forward and said, This person is a threat, this person is doing such and such thing. Well, it may be true, it may be false, but would you take the risk? Would you take the risk and assume that, you know, let's just wait wait it out and see what happens and you know it's six months down the line or a year down the line once the, a lawsuit has been brought forward and this person is incarcerated and until that time that person may still be abusing the people at your organization what would you do in that case just to play uh, I mean, devil's advocate here if like i hate being the person who has to seem like i'm being the adult in this because have you heard me so far? Yes. But <laughs> if I owned a theater and a, and a, let's let's give it this scenario. A girl comes to me and says, this guy did something uh, uh, sexually assaulted or raped me or whatever. Then I would say, okay, well, did you go to the cops? That would be my first question. Yeah. I mean, number number one question, did you go to the cops about it? Now, if she says no, I would say, go to the cops and I will talk to him about it. And I could quietly place him on a leave for some time until these things are handled by a more official means. It is by no, by no means should you think I should handle a, a rape case. I, I mean, that's who's handling this. People like me right now are handling this guy being a rapist. Think about that. Think about, yeah. <laughs> think about people like myself, Maddox and Rucka handling this because <laughs> We're the guys that were at UCB, so that's who's doing it right now. Yeah, you don't want to tr- you don't want to trust us with something this sensitive or yes. anything, anything of any sensitivity. And well, let just me or, say, or anything. Yeah. And let me say, um, here at Madcast, we believe rape is wrong. <laughs> okay. Very bold. Very bold. That's our stance. Any taxpaying woman, <laughs> single mom, or student, any woman in the United States, birth citizen, immigrant undocumented or documented, any woman in this country has a right to not get raped. I love you. Correct. Oh, sorry. That was, I swear uh, that one You slipped. were supposed to ding, you <laughs> asshole. Okay. Rucka, very, very, very bold statement here. Wow. We are making a bold declaration here at Madcast. But you know what else is bold, gentlemen? The stylings of Kendall and Hyde leather boots. Guys, today's <laughs> episode is brought to you by Kendall and Hyde. Makers of leather satchels, boots, and belts built to last a lifetime, too, if you count the cows. Jesse, I have here one of the Kendall and Hyde boots. Look at this guy. Oh, my God. Now that, you can really tell the cow died for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it had to. But uh, but look, look, guys, the boot I have from Kendall and Hyde from the website, you can go to it right now and look at it. It's the Goodyear Welted Brogue. When Kendall and Hyde designed this boot, they patterned it after the U.S. military marching boots from World War I. Then they updated the design and pattern to give it a modern look and feel that's more anatomically correct for a comfortable fit. These boots use the strongest and most valuable part of the hide. Did you know this, Jesse? Did you know they use full-grain leather? I've heard. 
Yeah, okay, you've listened to the show. Good. But for for the new listeners, because we got a, new, a lot of new ones last week, 115,000 reach on Facebook. So for those who don't know, there's a difference between full grain and genuine leather. Full grain is the most valuable part of the hide and the most complete and strongest part of the hide. That's why Kendall and Hyde provides a lifetime guarantee. What do you think of that, Jesse? It sounds good. You know, I, let me ask your listeners this. What's the coolest kind of jacket you can wear? Mm-hmm. A leather jacket. So That's why correct. not wear leather jackets on your feet? <laughs> <laughs> bravo, bravo, Jesse. This <laughs> cannot argue with logic like May, that. Maybe Kendall and Hyde will adopt that as their new slogan. There leather leather jackets for your feet. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. You know what though? You know what though? The outsoles of these boots are made from upcycled car tires. So if they can stand the wear and tear of your car, they can stand the wear and tear of your feet. They do actually put tires on the soles of these boots. Look at this, Jesse. Holy cow. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> Lifetime guarantee, guys. These boots will outlast everything in your closet, unless you also have other things that are lifetime guarantees, like the Kendall and Hyde belt. But <laughs> anyway, guys, Madcast listeners get 15% off their entire order. That's a great deal. That's M-A-D-C-A-S-T. I'll link to it on the website. And Sean, there's a special message for you on their landing page. You guys should click on the link from our website because there's a, they put little funny quotes and things on there. I'll, I'll let you really? see what it says. Yeah. On their landing page? On their landing page. No for, shit. Mm-hmm, for these boots. Check it out, guys. Thank you, Kendall and Hyde, for sponsoring the show. Thank you to our listeners for helping us out. It really helps the show. Give them a look. But now, it's time for... The other side of the debate. Guys, I think it's a good idea to go to the police. It's not pointless. And here's why. Because there's some documented proof that even if you don't press charges or incarcerate, that someone has made a claim against that person. It's really I hard. I love you. Yeah, what, are, is that, are you, are, you're disagreeing? Uh, yeah, fuck the police. Okay. <laughs> fuck, fuck. Okay. Jesse, you just spent a fucking... The entire half of the first debate arguing that it's pointless to go this to the police. This is what people tell you every you, week, Maddox. What? You just said one thing and now you're saying the other. No, that's what that's what Jesse said. Are you doing what I'm doing, Jesse? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Jesse. <laughs> hey, look, it's tough. It's it's rough out here in these streets and stop snitching. Okay, that's great. That's true. Great. I, I, this is how the whole fucking show is going to go. I know exactly how this is going to play out. Great. Finally, a guest who gets it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so pissed. Guys, it's really hard to prosecute people based on hearsay and Facebook posts. Okay? Guys, go okay. to the police. Guys, shut up, Rock. <laughs> you fucking ass. <laughs> Sweating bullets over here. I'm so angry. Mad cast. More like Mad Maddox. That's what's going on here. Mm. Every guys, every time, every time you report a crime to the police, you're supposed. To, you're, it, it, it was a good one, Sean. <laughs> no, I got it. Mad Maddox. Yeah, because because of the mad in the first part of of Maddox. Correct. <laughs> See, Jesse's a real bro. You guys, you guys, all mouth breathing dullards. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. When you report a crime to the police, especially one as serious as sexual assault. As, uh, as rape. And by the way, not all sexual assault is rape. Okay, let's talk about that now. What? Not all sexual assault is rape. Well, that's when Jesse was, was talking in the previous half. I was being sarcastic. <laughs> <laughs> you know, fuck you, Rucka. I love you. <laughs> all right, guys. Anyway, uh, when you do make a, a, a claim to the police with a crime as serious as sexual assault, 
that gives you a case number. Okay, so let's say they, they don't have enough evidence to prosecute this person. But down the line, as more people come forward, and by the way, it shouldn't, it shouldn't. If, if a person commits this crime, they should be prosecuted. But because it's such a difficult crime to prove sometimes, and it's very complicated, one of the reasons I didn't mention that, uh, that people don't report sexual assault or rape is because they don't want to get the perpetrator in trouble. And the reason is because close to 90% of rape and sexual assault cases that happen, happen by somebody that you know. Someone who's close to you, an ex-boyfriend, yeah. a family member, uh, an acquaintance, a friend. and Your cousin a, that one summer. Yeah, Je- Jesse's personal experience. Weird but, Uncle Harry. Yeah, actually, it, it is a lot of family members. And sometimes, because you know the person and you think that they are otherwise a good person mm. or that they are otherwise, they, they haven't done anything wrong. Or you make excuses for them. They make excuses for them. Or you're embarrassed. Like, yeah. you don't want to embarrass the family. Yeah. But Sean gets uh, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew that was coming. Yeah. yeah. You don't want to embarrass the family. Sean's got a huge family. Bring, bringing great shame upon them. Yeah. Uh, mm, so, shame. So, guys, uh, that's one of the big reasons people don't report. But if you do, and if it ever happens again, and that guy wasn't prosecuted the first time, at least there is a stronger case against that guy. Well, let me ask you this, though. That may be true for the police department, but in a lot of those cases, I don't think they're allowed to bring that into court. What, pre, pr- uh, prior prior accusations? I think so. Yeah, I, I don't know, because some of the things uh, that I've heard about were, you know, people were incensed that that was not allowed to be brought in to this particular trial. Well, I'm going to put this I mean, out I'm just, to, yeah, it uh, may be in some cases they are. I'll put this out to the listeners, because I don't think we have the expertise in this room. If you guys know, know this we for don't. a fact. <laughs> well, I know, uh, I know amongst people I'm talking to, we don't. Mm. Coming from me, I do. I just don't want, I'm, I'm being modest here. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm going to put this out to the listeners. For anyone who, who's listening right now, I think that if a detective is investigating a case against someone and he or she knows that there have been prior accusations against that person, I think that where there's smoke, there's fire, and the investigator will then dig in deeper and say, well, we have this witness and we have this witness and we have this witness. And then it's up to the DA or whatnot. To, yeah, maybe. You know, yeah, cops don't try cases. Yeah. So anyway, guys, um, according to California, there's actually mandatory reporting laws uh. in certain instances. Uh, Some states have this. If you suspect that a child or elderly person is being sexually abused, you're required by law to contact authorities. It's like a Good Samaritan law or something. Yeah, you have to, because you're allowing crimes to continue by not reporting it. Right. But when it comes to personal sexual assault or personal sexual abuse, it's kind of, it's it's actually different from state to state. Mm. So here is another reason to report rapes. Okay, guys, this is, Specifically to the listeners who have ever experienced any kind of sexual assault or rape, there's a really good reason to. is because it terminates the rapist's parental rights. Mm. You've got to find out if your state supports this law, but some states block rapists from asserting parental rights, such as custody and visitation over child conceived as a result of their crime. Mm-hmm. So if you, are, if you become pregnant, impregnated because of your rape and you decide to carry that child to term, you don't want that fucking rapist in your child's life. Yeah. yeah, and if you that would don't, be a really awkward weekend with dad. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why that's why it's really important to report these things because if you you have to get that guy convicted, and it's super easy to do that in that case because there's DNA evidence. They can do a, patern- a paternity test, make sure that 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 guy is is who he uh, you know who he who well, he claims it is. They can prove it's he's the father, but not that he raped anybody. Well, that's that's true. In but fact, how do they how do they know if she's the mother? 
If she carried it to term, that only kind of points to the idea that she wasn't raped in a way. Well, no, that's not necessarily true. Not necessarily. Could be a religious thing. Could be a religious thing. Yeah, it could be a religious thing. Could be a gift from God. That's true. There are there are a lot of signs that that someone has been traumatized. There are a lot of signs that that someone has been traumatized for for rape, especially psychologically, I think they can do an evaluation and, and put all the pieces together to determine if someone was raped and then prosecute that person and then deny him or her parental rights. Yeah. I, guess, I guess just him. Let's just case. hope the social worker who's trusted to come up with these conclusions didn't go to some school where she was told that all men are rapists because this is a rape culture and that any form of intercourse is rape. But she was raised by the Lifetime Network? Oh, Sean. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Here. There you go. Thank you. That's, come on. Well, um, look, yeah. here, here's the reason to report it. Even though these statistics look poor, at least some people are getting convicted. Yeah. I mean, right. it's just as opposed to nobody. I mean, it's it's kind of common sense. That's, in that that's way. correct. There, so you are, you are going from a 0% chance of convicting the person who you're accusing. To, well, I don't know. UCB might really be able to get these guys once and for all. <laughs> you think well, so? Well, they'll, ba- they'll ban them, except, they'll ban them yeah. except for in instances where they do sketches and they get raped. You're all, if you, um, let them in for if those. you get banned from UCB, you'll, you'll, uh, you'll finally be put away for life. It, actually, getting banned from UCB gives you just more time to go out and rape. Well, that's, <laughs> yeah. you know, actually, Rucka, I, I know you're, you're kind of making a joke there, but, um, yeah, the thing, that was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> the thing, the thing about, the thing about this, this way of handling these incidents, right. That I strongly disagree with is that it pushes these people accused of sexual assault out of this one community, but into po- potentially another where you can't monitor them, where you don't have a watch on them where you 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 no longer if they go underground you mean which, like second city <laughs> exactly some place no one will ever see or Shots hear you <laughs> fired <laughs> uh, improv people are gonna like that one but anyway guys um it, it pushes them out of this community but doesn't address the problem so these people can be free to continue to abuse yeah and here's another reason here's another reason you should report guys this is a, this is probably the most important reason is that these crimes in a lot of states have statutes of limitation. Now, I should mention there's no limit for child sexual abuse in most cases, but in many states there's a time limit of 10 years after the offense. Yeah. You have a 10-year window to report these Wait, crimes. but not for kids. Not for kids. Yeah, kids are should, unlimited. Shouldn't yeah. be. Yeah. And there's another reason. It says if the offense does not involve a child, there are two circumstances in which there is no time limit. The first is probable cause exists to believe that the defendant has committed the same offense or similar sexual offense against five or more victims. That's actually the law. Oh, that's interesting. And I yeah. think that answers my question about whether it can be brought into courts. Yeah, absolutely. Which I think it can. I think it can, yeah. Okay. And then the second reason is during the investigation of the offense, biological matter is collected and subjected to forensic DNA testing. And the testing results show that the matter does not match the victim or any other person whose identity is readily ascertainable. So, right, that's the that's the rape kits, which you have to do within a certain amount of time. Uh, and a lot of the a lot of the people against going to the police will tell you that a lot of these places make you pay for your own rape kit, uh, which is, by the way, not true. That's a myth. Huh. You don't have to pay for 
for your own rape kit. That's that would be insane. That would, that would that's be insane. Yeah, paying for part of your investigation. Yeah, I mean, in what other case would you have to pay for part of your investigation? So you got to go up to like a vending machine. Oh, uh, yeah. I'll tell you what other case. If you report that your car got broken into in Los Angeles, you have to drive your car, your car, the crime scene to the station so they can investigate. They won't come out to you to look at your car anymore. Yeah. Did you know well, that they won't? Yeah. Well, yeah. You ride a bike, so you're fine. Okay. I like. Uh, <laughs> I like the passion when you guys talk about stuff you might have some experience with, like Maddox. You've you've had your car broken into. Uh, Jesse seems to know a lot about uh, rape. <laughs> oh, no, <Jeez. laughs> look, I might have been accused of some oh. things here. Jeez. Yeah. Anyway, guys, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm uh, unrelated to Jesse. I'm glad they don't charge for the rape kits. Yeah. No. Absolutely. That would be insane. But uh, yeah, this is a huge problem. It's, it's starting to become, uh, I think, more and more on, uh, prevalent on people's radars. Now, I don't know about this whole Kurt Metzger situation. I read the entire statement he made on Facebook. Uh, it started out kind of sarcastic and satirical, but then he, he kind of went through some, some uh, low shots. I, I'm friends with Kurt on Facebook, and I, I mean, it, there was no one statement. The guy, if he posts one time, he posts a million times. It's, a, it's probably 20 different Facebook posts in all caps um, and, and I got into several arguments on his posts and I actually got, I was just, uh, banned from Facebook because mm. of it. Oh, you actually. got banned from Facebook. Yeah. I got Kurt Metzger still on Facebook, me banned. <laughs> so that ought to tell you something here, but I was, I was banned because of the arguments I was getting into on there about all of this stuff. So I'm a little primed and ready for this, but the, the thing to take away from this is these media outlets, I mean, if we're going to talk about the Kurt Metzger part, these media outlets are just outright lying because he wasn't making fun of rape victims. In fact, he said multiple times just to prevent that sort of dumb thing from happening that that's not what he's doing. The only thing he's uh, pointing a finger at is the people and the blogs and the news outlets that are trying to encourage the idea of not going to the police. He thinks that's a bad idea and he thinks you should be shamed for encouraging that idea. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. What, what Rucka? I hate when people in some form of media are perpetuating the idea that it's pointless to go to the police. (laughs) (laughs) And also like anytime you talk about something like such a hot button issue, people are going to get pissed at you no matter what you say. Like everyone on this yeah. podcast, except for me, is going to be accused of being a rape apologist. <laughs> no, wrong. <laughs> I mean, I asshole. made my views clear. Yeah. Okay, I'll tell you. You know what, Jesse? Yeah. I will disagree with what you said about what Kurt Metzger said. So here's the thing. I have Kurt Metzger's entire comment online, and I was reading it, and I thought, well, the first part sounded pretty satirical, but here's the part I think where he kind of went over the line. He says here, you know, he's being really sarcastic. He says, Oh, this uh, he made up a, an imaginary guy who's been accused of rape. He said, uh, oh, this guy Jif is so fucking dangerous that we can't go to the police to report him and his many rapes. That would be just too rapey. And the women are too brave for that. If we ask them to even merely also post a vague account of what happened before asking us to believe, that would be like re-raping their rape. These women are as brave as they are sore. You know, that's, uh, yeah, that's a little, I think that's a little, a little too, He's uh, making fun of, he's, I mean, again, I read all of these posts. He's making fun of the rhetoric from the people arguing for this idea more so than the actual people, uh, within that, that idea. So the, that's, that's the kind of stuff he's, he's doing the, he's, yes, it's very sarcastic and it's about a very touchy subject, but it's not directed at 
at the people making the claim. At no point does he say whether or not he thinks Aaron did this or not. In fact, he makes it a, a big point to say he doesn't know, and that's not what he's arguing. Yeah, if, if the takeaway message here is that you should go to the police, I would totally agree, as I am on this side of the debate. But this is your opportunity to vote on the website, madcastmedia.com. The two arguments, again, are it's pointless to report these crimes to the police, or you should. I want to see what you guys think next week. And again, I, I'm handing Sean my sealed envelope of what I truly believe. Sean has it right now, and he's going to open the envelope next week, and we'll see. And also, I think this will be interesting because we'll know a little bit about what the listener believes. There you go. All right, guys, moving on. I got some quick stories from around the world. There's this Japanese pole vaulter. His name is Hiroki Ogita. And he's been, this uh, according to mirror.co.uk, he was mystified by claims that his penis cost him the Olympic dream. Now, he's a pole vaulter of, of many kinds. Did it hit the bar? It hit the bar, Sean. So here's what happened. This guy vaulted over the pole, and his shin bounced the bar, and the bar started to wobble. Uh-huh. And then as he was coming down on the other side, uh, his penis... <laughs> His penis bumped the pole and knocked it off. Mm. And there's slow motion video. And then he got uh-huh. really pissed off. He said, uh, the, this is from BBC. Japanese pole vaulter Hiroki Ogita has described his bewilderment after reports his penis had prevented him from progressing in the Rio Olympics went viral. The video of the athlete hitting the bar with what looked like some of his penis under his shorts quickly spread online. But... According to him, he says uh, his leg had already made contact with the bar, but his arm finished the job. The crossbar was bound to dislodge. I think it was just the crumpling of the fabric, which happened at the wrong position. Huh. It looks like a penis, guys. I'll, you know, you guys be the judge, but it looks like his penis on the website. Hmm. I think he's taking it the wrong way. I mean, like I would, yeah. I would embrace that, <laughs> that that sort of criticism. Oh yeah, my dick did it. Yeah, yeah my yeah. dick is powerful yeah. enough to knock the bar down. Well, he he takes this sport very seriously, and he said, you know what? If anything good can come of this, is that maybe some more people will be interested in pole vaulting because it's such a great sport, blah, blah, blah. And then near the end, he finally started to come around. He said he watched the video online, and then he saw the humor in it because it uh, is clearly his penis that hits the bar. Well, look, I'm sure the guy, you know, he wants to win. Yeah. You have to be able to hold both thoughts in your head, though. Yeah. It's like, I'm pissed off that I didn't win, and it's also funny. Yeah, it was. It, it's a really funny video. I think, it's, I think it's great. I got another headline, though. The Federal Election Commission is going to start cracking down on fake candidates. This is according to USA Today. Because the folks at the FEC are not amused by your claims to be running for presidency, and this week they announced plans to crack down on the wave of fake candidates filing paperwork with the agency. So there's been a rash of, uh, of people who are filing fake claims uh, because, for instance, Brady Olson in Iowa, a teenager, launched D's Nuts for president mm. and gained social media fame. D's Nuts, guys, is polling at 9% in a three-way matchup with Republican Donald Trump and Democrat Hillary Clinton in a public policy polling survey of North Carolina voters. Not surprised. 9%. It's uh, cool to hear D's Nuts are in a three-way. <laughs> <laughs> You get a scrotum on your head. <laughs> God. There you go. These, this makes me so happy. I think that, that the fact that this guy is pulling at 9%, these nuts, I think shows how disenchanted voters are. No one gives a shit anymore. Disenfranchised? Disenfranchised. 
disenchanted. Both both disses work. They're going out and voting for a guy that doesn't even exist. They're going. They're voting extra. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the same people who voted for the name of that icebreaker ship a little while back. That yeah, uh, for Bodie England. McBoatface. Yeah, you remember that? Uh huh. All right, guys, that's the show. Jesse, thank you for joining us. First new show on the Madcast Network. We'll link to it. Rocka Rocka, deputy moderator. Yeah. And Sean, the audio engineer. Thank you for listening. But most of all, you're welcome. Uh, yeah, I was just calling to say hi. <laughs> uh, love the podcast. Think that it's great. Um, yeah, I don't know what's going on. I looked on the website and I still haven't seen an address for the Sean Spaghetti Mixer. <laughs> um, I did find something for something in Southern California. Um, the only thing is, it's like this off-campus house near Claremont College. Uh, I got in touch with the person that lives there, but she said no white folks were allowed. Yeah, um, no white people. So I don't know if that's the right place. Are Italians really? Uh, <laughs> if you could, um, you know, just post the address on the website, that'd be great. I don't want these Italian margaritas to go to waste, huh? <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, He's made them already. Guest, uh, yeah. Thanks. All right, cool. Uh, that's uh, Persistent Lumberg. Uh-huh. <laughs> very, yeah. very persistent, I right, would say. Right. Uh, I got another one. This one, uh, I think it's from an Armenian caller. Mm-hmm. Good afternoon, my Armenian brother. Yeah. <laughs> it's calling to give you some unless Oh, fuck. Oh, boy. Idiot. All right, here's, a, here's another one. You know what? Damn it. Well, I will say... One thing that I did want to hear about Maddox, I've I've been keeping up with your show for hell shit, dude, since I was like fourteen. Or I've been keeping up with your website since you were fourteen. God damn it, I'm not gonna use this fucking voice, but I'm just gonna call back and leave one Fuck. <laughs> no you won't. <laughs> You get so self-conscious. Damn it, you hey guys, you know what? I'm I'm feeling away here, dang it all. <laughs> That guy should get a show on this network. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, I think he, I think he just blew his shot. Let's not use words like "blow your shot" uh, on the rape episode. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, he blew his wad. You pulled a real Aaron there. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> this allegedly, <is> alleged, <laughs> allegedly. Hey, Rucka, um, do you mind plugging me in over there on that uh, on that bar next to you, the power strip? Thought slavery was over. <laughs> <laughs>